podcast episode 11 like it's like this is the second day of october so so any special topics we do are going to be very halloween specific as you can see behind me if you want to listen to us in the like audio wise you can just check out the our podcast services in the description below so let's get into introductions so dory introduce yourself hello coming at you from the underworld of tartarus uh i'm dory i go by she her and you can find me on Twitter or in Tartarus at Declare192. <laughs> James? Hi, I'm James. Uh, you can find me at Untitled Smithy on Twitter. Mitch? Well, good day there, mate. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Mitch, and you can find me on Twitter at UneducatedPop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sebastian. You can follow me at LittleSeb93. All right, so let's start with the poll. <laughs> James asked, uh, what, what, what games in October are you looking most forward to? So what was the results? Yeah, so um, the options were Crash Bandicoot 4, Star Wars Squadrons, uh, Watch Dogs Legion, and other. 27.3% uh, of people said Crash Bandicoot 4. 40.9% uh, of people said Star Wars Squadrons. 22.7% said Watch Dogs Legion. And 9.1% said other. Um, Crash Bandicoot 4 and Star Wars Squadrons are, of course, out now. And the review's looking pretty good. Cool. And I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, no, I'm really surprised about the Star Wars Squadron stuff. Because I, I mean, I said it last week, I wasn't expecting it to do that well. But I mean, they only got reviews out for the single player, I believe. And they got, like, you know, mostly around seven and eights. And yeah. so yeah, I'm pretty surprised by how that turned out. Not gonna lie. I mean, Definitely. They... I mean, go ahead. Personally, like I'm, I'm not really the game I'm most excited for. Isn't any of these three? It's uh, the game I'm most excited for is uh, a game that I can't remember the name of right now. Um, <laughs> so much for being excited one... about it. Yeah, I was gonna say, you must be really excited about it. Is is that one with the uh, the the. It's like um, Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner, that's what it's called. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're sort of running about with a sword and it's like uh, you die in one hit and that yeah. sort of thing. It's kind of like... Yeah. I think when it, got edge, revealed, yeah. when, I, when it got revealed, I said it was like a cross between Doom and Katana Zero, mm -hmm. which I think still holds up. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for that. It comes out at the end of the month. Yeah. So. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm kind of interested in, I don't know if it came out already or not, is that Cloud Punk game. It's like ah, it's like an indie yeah. cyberpunk. Ah, yeah. It looks really that interesting. That is already out on Steam. Yeah, I, I saw it on the PlayStation Store, so I think it's either out or it's coming out like this week. But either way, um, in terms of Star Wars, I think EA has been on a roll really lately with the IP after it was all doom and gloom like two years ago. Because you know, for, uh, they've nailed it. Battlefront Two, they turned it around, and this game getting good reviews, and you know, the Jedi game was great. Fallen Order. So I think EA has been killing the IP so far. Um, yeah. well, at first they were killing it, but now, now they're they killing, killing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if I'm I'm very excited for anything this year. I mean, this month, like. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a slow month compared to, especially compared to November. Yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting Crash to be good, but I don't. But I don't. I just don't think it's sixty dollars good. I mean, unless yeah, you're like, it should have been forty dollars, like squadrons. I agree, because it's like, because uh, yeah. unless you're somebody that likes to collect all the gems, like you're probably gonna beat the game in like twelve hours or something, and then, yeah, I mean, not even, you're, you're, yeah, seems, not even. Yeah. So. 
So you're probably going to get bored if you're not interested in going back and speedrunning the levels and things like that. <laughs> I, 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 uh, oh, sorry. I have heard that um, people, you know, in the Crash community and who are very, you know... There's a Crash community? Yeah, oh, I'd say there is, but at least the, the few YouTubers who really like Crash have um, said that, yeah, they really enjoyed it. So I'd say, like, you know, if you're a Crash fan, you know, it'll satiate your taste. So, um, yeah, definitely go out and buy it if that's yeah. your cup of tea. Yeah, if it was if it was forty bucks, I would I would have bought it already. But six dollars is asking too much for me personally. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for Squadrons. I mean, I'm I'm definitely going to be getting that. Mildly excited, I guess. Not like over the over the moon excited, but I am looking forward to playing it. Um, I've just been playing other things lately. Yeah, I mean, forty dollars is a good price for Squadrons because sixty dollars to me looks like too much for that game too. Because I heard the campaign's yeah. like pretty decent, but not like yeah. amazing. It's, it's, it's ten hours. It's only a ten-hour campaign as yeah. well. Yeah, so. and then the multiplayer, like, it's probably fun for a few rounds, but I'm, it's not probably not something I can play like eight hours all. You know what I mean? It's, it's something I just play it, for like twenty-five yeah. minutes or something. So it doesn't is seem to. It, it doesn't look. The multiplayer doesn't look like it'll have the same longevity that um, Battlefront Two had. You know, probably had. Yeah. So um. But yeah, like apparently there's no microtransactions at all either, so that's I'm yeah. fairly surprised about that. Not yet. Yeah. Not, not yet. Ah, not yet. That is true. That is true. That is true. Because we got the Activision but... route of waiting till a month a month after launch and then putting them in. Sneaky. Yeah. I mean, it looks like, and also because it's like it it, just, it looks like a simulator. You have to like really know the controls of the ship and stuff. You have to click buttons. Yeah, and, exactly. Which is pretty cool. So I'm really I'm I'm interested in it, but I'm not like super excited. I'm not hyped, but all right. So, what are we currently playing? Uh, let's start with Mitch. Um, I'm currently okay. The main thing I guess I'm currently playing is um the Division Two, and I've also gone back into Far Cry Three. So I'm hoping to finish off the latter and start the former. You playing um, the remaster? Yeah, you playing the remaster? Yeah, or? the re the remaster of Far Cry Three. I got that on sale for like five bucks a few months back and um i'm really enjoying it not gonna lie like i think there's some things about it that have faded so yeah. that have aged not well but mm -hmm. uh, i think oh i'm very surprised especially you know like after playing um what watchdogs recently and then far cry 3 again i've it's kind of sad seeing how far ubisoft have fallen in like the single player story type of field because, I mean, these are some pretty decent stories and have, seem to have some actual effort put into them. And then you look at Assassin's Creed Odyssey and all the stuff I have now, and there just doesn't seem to be that same passion behind it. Sure. So, yeah. I, I do, they did, yeah. I mean, they have, to their credit, they've changed stuff up marginally over the past few years. Yeah. Origins, yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins is quite a departure from the, mm. the one game before that. But yeah, I, I definitely see that criticism. Is it, that's everything? Yeah. yeah, that's everything for me. All right, Dory, what are you currently playing? Hey, um, I know you all are probably tired of hearing about it, but I've been playing Hades. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a really good game. What do you want me to say? Uh, everyone's already said it already. Do you, uh, yeah, but excellent game. Do you, guys, do you guys know when it's coming out on PlayStation or they haven't said yet? Or is, is it even coming out? Said yet. There, there's been interviews with the, um, with the developers, and they have said 
that while they're not against it, um, they are trying to maintain constant support for the Switch and PC, and that's their focus right now. Oh, so that's like, that seems, that screams a year away. Yeah, that screams yeah, sure a long time away, but I will pick it up once it comes out on PS4 as well. Yeah. Um, anywho, I've been playing Hades. I've been playing some Spirit Fair. Um, I did uh, a little bit of Tony Hawk the other night just for fun. Um, I don't think anything else. Um, my PS4 has been kind of mostly used for YouTube and entertainment and stuff lately, so I've, I've been using it for that. Um, but I, nothing... Mm. Squadrons will be coming up soon, basically. Yep. Mm. That's everything? I believe so. Okay. James? Not a lot of new stuff for me. Uh, what I've been playing most this week is uh, I've been playing a lot of Judgment. Um, okay. Which ah, is yeah. the a game. Yakuza spin-off, yeah. Um, I've never actually I've never played any of the mainline Yakuza games. Really? Um, so, yeah. I, I, figured, I figured Judgment would be a really good jumping on point. So I picked it up some point last year and then sort of fell off it because I think mm-hmm. other stuff must come up. But um, yeah, I, I I got back on it and hoping to finish it this time. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. With with games like that, uh, I have a hard time sort of not getting distracted by like my phone and stuff and and staying like getting sort of invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's besides like it's I it's a fun game. It's a really fun game. It's, it's quite different from the sort of stuff that I've usually played. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it quite a lot, despite the fact that it's maybe not the best to keep my attention. Mm. Like, yeah, if, if if that game struggles to keep your attention, then you might not like the other Yakuza games, because they're pretty much the same. They're very story-heavy yeah. and dialogue-heavy. And But the uh, main series is more a little more over-the-top compared to the, uh, that one. That one's more grounded a little bit more, even though it's not, but... Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite things about it, I think, is like that mix. Because they, they sort of inject a lot of weird stuff in there, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's more grounded than the main games, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that's one of my favorite things is when you've got like some, like they really over exaggerate like the facial animations and the camera movements and that sort of thing. And it's, yeah, it's the same way. Funny the yeah, the whole series is like that. But yeah, um, yeah, I've actually, I've never played any of the Yakuza games either, although I've I've been tempted to, so I, uh, Yakuza 0 was on sale for a while, I think because of the big in Japan sale, yeah. I was very tempted to get that, but I ended up not. Yeah, James, if uh, you could, the first three games, 0, 1, and 2 are usually pretty dirt cheap now, and it's on Game Pass, and it's on Game Pass, so... Yeah, I definitely plan to check them out once I finish Judgment, if I find the time, because it's quite intimidating with six games to get through seven games if you can't zero i guess yeah just, but, uh, yeah just do what i do like I, I haven't beaten them all i i beat the first i beat judgment and i beat one a zero one and two one and two and uh i just i play them like every five months so like i don't because if i play them all in a yeah. row i'd probably burn myself out really quick you know yeah i can see that but uh, i definitely recommend that series it's really it's a great series it's i don't know if it's niche anymore because now that xbox has it on game pass and they've hyped it up and on PC now, it was used to be an ex- used to be a very niche PlayStation ex- exclusive series. Well, I, I think I think around the time Yakuza Six came out is when it sort of blew up. Yeah. Uh, in the West, so yeah, yeah. So that's what I Yeah. I'd say at the same time though, it's like still you know even if it has even if it's like you know popular with um 
how it's been promoted across, you know, gaming and all that, I'd say it's still a fairly niche title. It's just it's yeah. some of the wacky shit that happens. So it like it's <laughs> it's not going to be like a Rick and Morty situation where it becomes so overpopular that it no dies. no. It's not it's yeah. not like super niche anymore, but it's not that popular either. It's still pretty. Yeah, but like, uh, you could still yeah. talk to random people, and they there's still a decent chance they might not know what the Yakuza probably haven't. No. Least, yeah, yeah. And it's old. It's been around since yeah. like the PS2 days. So those all all those games are all remakes and remasters. Yeah, yeah. Only six is a PS is a on it like brand new in Judgment, and there's a new one coming out. Yeah, is six the turn-based one, or is that seven? No. Seven, seven is the no. turn-based one that's coming out soon. It's already in Japan, Correct. um, yeah. which has a new story. So that may also be a good jumping-in point as well, because it's a new, it's mm. new characters and everything, a new True. story. But I really recommend the getting into the old ones because I think the characters in those games are fantastic. It's a really if you like mafia and you like the characters in that, it's basically the same 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 thing. Judgment's yeah. a little more cop-heavy, like, focus on the police and investigating. But in uh, Yakuza's obviously focused on the gangsters and stuff like that, so. I like that. Yeah. All right, and then uh, what am I playing? Oh, I beat Mafia. Uh, I, what am I? I, play, I just played Madden. I played a little of Call of Duty. I'm like, I'm like, I'm at 92%, level 49. I'm like right there to getting 50. I'm, maybe tonight. I really want to get to 50. That was my goal for this year. So I'm like right there. <laughs> I played a little I played a little indie game yesterday or something. It was like I got like platinum, so I think I got 230 platinums now. Jesus Christ. Um all right. I think that's it. I haven't really played anything this week. Yeah, Sam's really slacking on the gaming as we can see. I am. But well, <laughs> I'll get it like this, 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 no, once November comes, I'm going to be gaming like 12 hours a day, probably. I'm kind of I'm saving going. myself for that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, let, so let's get into the topics. So Vampire and Need for Speed Payback is coming out. Uh, they're the plus games for October. Are you guys excited about these games or is it kind of a mad month? I'm, in, I'm excited for Vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for Vampire. I, I could never I could never commit to buying it, um, because um it like got middling to above average reviews at the time. I've seen the let's play of it, so I kind of already knew what it was about and kind of where it can go. Yeah. Um and like the combat just didn't seem that great, but the story and the voice acting, writing and stuff seemed great. So um for free, yeah, I'll definitely I mean obviously with the PS plus, but I mean like that's basically yeah. what, like ten bucks? Yeah. Um, that's a pretty good deal. Um, and so I might as well get some use out of it. Plus, it's spoopy month, so <laughs> you know, might as well. Yeah, I already have mm-hmm. it, but I haven't played it yet, so it's kind of. I might just trade it and get like seven dollars out of it, or something. Um, I'm actually more excited for Need for Speed myself because just I've I've wanted like a Need for Speed game on my PlayStation just to you know pick up and play as a sort of arcade racer for ages, and I've, I haven't committed to buying one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that works for me pretty well because I, I bought uh, Need for Speed Heat mm-hmm. uh, not long after it came out, and I never, I never do this, but I, I traded it in like immediately after I bought it because it was, I was so disappointed. It was honestly, I thought it was awful. It was terrible. Oh man, yeah. if you if you were disappointed in Heat, you're gonna 
Loads. Payback. That is. I mean, <laughs> so it's not the, the weird thing is, though, the weird thing is, I really enjoyed the Need for Speed reboot in 2015. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So payback's I, I not know, good. Like, I, for Need for Speed Heat, like no. sort of. Oh. For Need for Speed, yeah. they sort of ruined. I, I don't, I don't know if they ruined. They sort of the the driving mechanics. They feel different, at least to what I remember the reboots being. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. That yeah. was the main thing. That was my main criticism of it was how it felt. Yeah, with payback, the main or really the main two things is that everything to do with the story. So like the acting, the writing, the performances. I already said acting. That's all terrible. Like it's trying to be a cheap imitation of the Fast and Furious movies, but it does it with none of, the, like, charisma or anything, the, like, self-awareness of those movies. Is it about... And two is... Is it about family? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> somewhat. Um, from what I remember, like, I, did, I didn't even finish it. I got... I think I got past the um, E3 demo with the truck convoy or whatever that they kept showing, and I had to put it down after that because my eye can't do it anymore. But, um... So yeah, you have the story, and then you also have the progression, which is literally just RNG based. Like you have to grind to get possible cards that can upgrade different parts, and it's all loot based. And yeah, it's not. I would have thought they would have reworked that. No, as far as I can tell, they haven't. No, they just kind of yeah, they just kind of published the game, and then when yeah, okay, done. I think they might have given it like one DLC but other than that yeah no so so it's not even worth trying or no I, I'd say it's definitely worth trying you know because you might get into it I think the, like the driving's fun of course it's a need to speed game yeah. but um the game surrounding it is not great Vampire though on the other hand um I tried it with Xbox Game Pass I, I couldn't get into it on there but I'm hoping to get into it on the PS4 because from what I've heard, I'm yeah a big fan of the story and whatnot, and the like what I've heard of the soundtrack and how he uses strings and stuff is yeah, it's good. I'm excited for that one. Not so much for payback though. Because yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. the reaction to the announcement has been pretty mixed. Some people think it's a horrible one, and other people are or feel like I've pretty mad about I've it. De- I've definitely seen worse. Yeah. I mean. Like, there's no way I would have touched yeah. pads, right? It's not as bad as last month. Uh, last month, last month again? Pu- PUBG, and then it was uh, oh, Street, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even touch those, not once. So. Oh no, neither. I, I didn't touch PUBG, but I gave Street Fighter a try for like five minutes. So. <laughs> so, 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 so now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like I told James, I thought it was going to be the. Uh, that other game um we call it uh, 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 the dark pictures yeah the dark um, pictures anthology because the sequel's uh, coming yeah, out Man this, Madan, yeah yeah madon because this the sequel's coming out this month that i'm gonna get i was like this is a good time to just that game's always on sale for like 10 15 bucks so you might as well just make it free yeah vampire is kind of a it's i don't want to say it's a weak one it's just it, that game is always in the bargain bin and, it, and it's like on yeah. game pass so people it's not like a I'd say it's close to a cult classic, if anything. Like, it's a double-A game, for sure. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's 
one of those games where it's like it's got a pretty devout fan base like not one that'll discuss it every like not one that'll have channels dedicated to it but it's like you know yeah. if you mention the game to certain people they gush over it i'm sure yeah because I'm, I'm struggling to f i'm trying to find some horror games to play this month and i'm like I either played them already yeah. or or it's like i don't feel like playing like i don't like first person uh games where you have to hide like outlast or something yeah, it's not just mm. So I'm kind of like on the fence of what to do, but we'll see. Yeah, so. Anyway, so speaking about horror, uh, they showed the uh, Call Call of Duty showed the zombie mode, like the zombies. Did you guys watch that at all? Oh yeah, yeah, I watched that. Yeah. One. So yeah. You, can you guys like? I didn't. I I I kind I like kind of fast forward through. It. I'm not really interested in it, but <laughs> so, so you guys like you can t you can carry this topic. Yeah, I mean the main thing that jumped out to me. Yeah, the the main thing that jumped out to me about it was out of, like it's sort of a bit of a specific thing, but like they said on the um, where they had the developers, the video where they had the developers talking about it, they were talking about uh, this sort of this new extraction deal where you at the end of a round because usually in usually in zombies, what you you can only end the round by dying, you can only end the the game by dying. So what they've done is in this new one, you can like call in a helicopter or something to extract you and then you have to wait a couple rounds and survive while the helicopter comes in and you can end the game that way which i think is a really neat idea like most of the things that they add in to zombies these days i think it's a little it's a bit you know it's a bit weak it's a bit like they're just adding fluff uh it doesn't yeah. feel so necessary but this feels like a nice change you know hmm. well you were gonna you already took my main talking point, so um, <laughs> um, I think I will say the last Zombies mode I was legitimately interested in and had any investment in was, weirdly enough, the World War II Zombies mode. Right. Whether, whether or not it was because it had, you know, David Tennant and whatnot in it is anyone's guess. But, um, <laughs> but no, I think, I think it's just like the tone and vibe of the um you know at least the first map and the um the second yeah, the of, map or whatever yeah they can delete the horror thing yeah yeah for sure and i think that's what drew me to it is because it felt you know it even though the horror stuff it did didn't you know land terrifically well it still had a distinct tone that was you know leaning very much into horror whereas the rest of really you know we've had what infinite warfare with their a zombies mode which obviously didn't take itself too seriously and then you have the black ops 4 one where they're on the titanic and in the coliseum and all this yeah. stuff i always i always complain that they lean into zombies too much and they put it in every game and stuff but at the same time like it is kind of a staple at this point like multiplayer or the yeah game. so i can't really blame yeah. them and but no, like no. with this one it seems like it's at least it seems right now i don't know if it's the case but it seems like they're sort of going back to basics and removing a lot yeah because i think with black ops 4 like you had i think they tried to entice people in by doing like you know the wackiest shit possible like oh what if we have you know our characters in a gladiator match except they still have guns just as normal so nothing really changes there or um on the Titanic, or I think there was a third map on um, Bio Force release that I forget about. I think it was a remaster or whatever of a Bio map or something. But um, like none of them were that enticing, really. At least for me, 
Yeah. Well, with but, um, Black Ops Three and stuff, right? Yeah. I uh, my main issue has always been um, with because I, I haven't really enjoyed zombies. I think since the original Black Ops. Um, yeah. With maybe the, with the exception of World War Two that I played a bit of, but um, with the. Mm. Uh, with the original black ops like after the original black ops i think they started doing like the easter eggs they started putting them at the forefront which i was never a fan uh, yeah. of because i always liked how the easter eggs were sort of hidden and you had to go looking for them and there were these things like you had to go knife out a wee radio that was hidden in some corner of the map mm. and that sort of thing but then were, they started with like, easter eggs yeah yeah they, yeah they were easter eggs and then they started putting them like there's a totem in the middle of the map that dispenses MacGuffins that you need to go and collect yeah. <laughs> five of or whatever and put them in some special yeah. bath or I don't know. <laughs> but like, yeah, they was sort of, it felt like, okay, here's the stuff. What am I supposed to do with it? You know, like what mm. is part of the Easter egg and what is essential to the map? So yeah. if they're sort of getting rid of all that stuff, I'll be a happy camper. I think I'm kind of the opposite, where I enjoyed uh, a big part of the reason why I enjoyed um, World War II and why I actually stuck with it is that it was more, you know, I guess you could say welcoming to players who can't and don't necessarily have the time or ability to um, go finding all those Easter eggs. Like, they made it just a bit more accessible if you wanted to find it. So, um, yeah, I, like, I appreciate World War II for that because actually, you know, it didn't tell you what to do necessarily, but it kind of, like, assisted you if you were stuck at, um, any possible chance. But, um, yeah, I'm... I'm not... I, I hesitate to say that I'm excited for this one, but, like, I'm interested to see how it goes, if anything. Yeah, I think they they didn't... They didn't show that much. We don't know what it's going to be yet. like, really. They, but it, from what they did show, it looks, it looks pretty fun, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks fun. I think... The, I think it's probably like the one thing that actually made me consider maybe I will buy Cold War after all, after all is the fact that they've said that, you know, really the first time ever that all the zombies maps and stuff are going to be free. Right. Because of their um, new model. And it's yeah. like, I, before, like, you know, everything was obviously like locked behind a season pass. But um, now that, you know, not everyone's going to be dead off of the new Zombies content, it's like, actually, okay, I might have some incentive to pick Cold War up on sale or something just to grab the Zombies. Yeah. The one thing that jumped out to me as well from that trailer is they had a really weird remix of uh, Tainted Love. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it felt kind of out of place to me, that. I don't know about you. Yeah, the, the editing wasn't on that song wasn't too good, but I, I just really like that song, so I didn't really mind. <laughs> I, I sung along. I won't even mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that song's so good. That's all I have to contribute. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah that same. Song's same. Good. It's a great song. I'm not sure it contributed to the tone of the trailer particularly well, but yeah. No, well, because, I mean, for the reveal trailer, they had Cold Monday, and they did a pretty banging remix of that I think, of Blue Monday, I mean not Cold Monday, Blue Monday um, and a really good remix of that so I guess it's just what they're doing with their marketing now, is that okay let's find like, you know, a, like a really niche song from the 70s or 80s and then just, not niche, let's just find a song from the 70s or 80s and just, you know put it in our trailers and add you know, make it go in sync with the, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that doesn't make sense, yeah yeah, yeah for sure. Anyway, Seb, we're we're done. We're done talking. About yeah. it. We can, we can it, only, it only took twenty minutes of my life. Then I'll never get oh, back. Wow, then I'll never get back. 
All right. Talking about our conversations were amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Yakuza, the the new the new one, Like a Dragon, it is coming to PS5, but it's not coming into PS5 until March. But it is coming to PS4 on uh, November 10th. So it so it's coming to so uh, the PS5 the saves don't carry over to the PS5 version. And it's kind of weird, I guess, that it's coming out on PS5 in March. So I'll, I'll probably wait till then yeah. to do that. March March 2nd, to be clear. Um, like, uh, this is the first, like, strategy version, like, strategy game in the series. Uh, it's usually, like, a beat-em-up. You do, like, combos yeah. and stuff. It's like turn-based combat now, right? Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I believe the original trailer was released on April 1st, and so a lot of people thought it was a parody or a spoof, yeah. um, but the developers had to, had, to, had to clarify that this was the, the real deal. Well, I mean, it's, it's not a bad idea to change, try something new because the series is over now. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a beat up for a long time now, so it's yeah. good to change tactics. Yeah, 6 was uh, Kiru's final game, I think, so yeah, good, good to go in a new direction. Uh, that's pretty much it. Do you guys have anything more to add about that? Are you guys excited for this game? Or not excited, but you guys will, interested? I will give it a shot when it's on sale. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with um, James on that. So one. my I'll, my I'll question though is, it's going to be seventy dollars on in March. Like, uh, that be that would be ridiculous. Uh, I would keep it yeah, sixty I mean, bucks. I don't know. That's that's their call, right? I mean, that's the publisher's call. So I I, I guess, but. Well, we'll see. Yeah, it's that would annoying. Uh, yeah. If that's six, if that's seventy dollars, that would be a big middle finger to PlayStation Five owners. Cause it's, it's coming to Xbox One and the Series X and the Series S on in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um. Anyway, all right. Next topic. Um. So we we got like deluxe deluxe uh, deluxe editions of Demon Souls and Sackboy and Destruction All Stars and Godfall, but the um the, the really the big really the big story to me is uh, these deluxe editions are gonna be ninety dollars. Like, would you pay ninety dollars for like Demon Souls? I mean, that's Souls? like the that's usually the the that's the regular markup, isn't it? It's just the fact that the base price now yeah. is, is higher. So I mean, it does. It does feel like a gigantic kick in the nuts. Um, I I don't know how I feel about that. To be honest. Ninety dollars is absurd. I mean, it's it's optional, yeah. right? Like you don't have to. It's just some in-game cosmetics and stuff. I mean, I'm not really that interested in that myself. Mm -hmm. so. I mean, I think I think the problem with the whole it's optional thing is that, uh, especially collectors and people who want to keep up with the game or feel like they're part of the community or they're on the up and up like there's all the social pressure to have the most up-to-date and highest stuff it's like bragging and stuff i don't know i and i, and I think that's like not yeah, great I but it is a, what you yeah, it is there, a, just... <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know yeah you're totally right is donate cave to peer pressure and buy all the collector stuff i'll just <laughs> that game carefully blocks what's behind him I, and you know i don't want to i'm definitely not saying that that stuff is inherently uh collecting stuff or whatever is inherently wrong um just that some of the um i think that it's catering to uh i don't know toxic elements within gaming that people should you know i don't know the the, the charging 90 bucks is just I, such a hard it's absurd that's so ridiculous. I think, I think 
It's almost a hundred dollars yeah. for a game. Well, imagine imagine going from a hundred dollars Australian to a hundred and thirty dollars Australian as a base price, and then most likely having all of your deluxe editions being a hundred and like at least a hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah. That is, Ouch. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Even no, I'm, yeah. I'm not even looking forward to seventy dollars. Never mind one hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, I think I would just stop buying new games at that point, Mitch. I think I would quit that, gaming. Like I, I would start reading I books. Like, yeah, I might get back into reading. Reading well, books. I have actually yeah. Stephen King. But um, although it's, it's like because like, I, I like, like buying the deluxe editions for game, like you know, for PlayStation exclusives, like um. Last of Us, God of War, like I've done that, but then it's like I can in no way justify spending a hundred and sixty dollars on a soundtrack and a theme and maybe you know a couple of avatars. Like thirty dollars, like fifteen dollars is fine. Thirty dollars is. I do you know what? Absurd. I don't know if we we might cover this in a previous week, but just like I imagine, I imagine that this is just either supply and demand. Or they're trying to mark up the prices to recoup the loss they're presumably making on the console. So I I can't imagine that the prices won't go back down at least to an extent. Yeah. Right. Part of me. Sure, but at the same time, if well, I mean, if they don't, then it still sucks. And in the time that they are at least you know seventy dollars US, it'll still suck for you know people who can't justify spending you know. 70 or 90 dollars on a brand new game i know i know games are more expensive to make nowadays but i still i'm not sure i really buy that it has to go up in price to to make up the difference you know? yeah. i don't really I buy mean, that yeah. these companies make, make a lot tons of money, of money. i'm not really buying that yeah. at all it's not it's not it's not sustainable like on some level like some of the ways i'm not talking about all video game companies but yeah. some of the ways that these companies just dump millions and millions upon dollars into their video games yeah. and then and then like kind of lobby not not politically lobby but lobby um sony or whoever to make games more expensive like you're not you're just not going to keep up with those costs and honestly even if you are like it's not um, it doesn't really help the company. Like it either, yeah. it either isn't helping the company because they have to keep pushing up and up, or like they're doing something wrong by constantly pushing millions of dollars into a project. Right. And yeah. The, the worst case here, though, is Destruction All Stars. You you can't sell <laughs> you can't sell a new IP that's multiplayer for seventy dollars, and then and then have the audacity <laughs> to have microtransactions. Yeah. The deluxe edition gives you like currency. Micro, it has microtransactions. Like, you, yeah, unbelievable. I was going to say, for a game that looks the way it does, yeah, like brand new IP, it's multiplayer. Like it looks like a free to play game, really. It like, does. That's the impression I got from it. Like it's either going to be free to play, or it's going to be like thirty dollars. And they haven't even shown it. We have we've gotten no gameplay. <laughs> we've gotten a trailer, and that's it. Yeah, I think what the gist of the gameplay is, from what I've seen, is um is like it's like a destruction derby type game right right you can run around you can also get, you can, yeah you can also get out of your cars yeah which, yeah i get that wow. but there's no demo like nothing there's oh yeah no, 70 I mean, like, I, yeah i can't understand why there's no public demo thing as it's you know built for ps5 hardware but it's like yeah well you guys know the answer why it's that much money because it's a launch game
people looking for something to buy. I was gonna, yeah, but I think I was I gonna say I was gonna say corporate greed, but sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's like I'd say people would be more reasonable. Like I would be, you know, I'd be more inclined to, you know, at least consider buying it if it was half price. Like you know, like they exactly. need to balance it at launch library. Like they can't have every single game exactly be seventy dollars because that's not sustainable. Exactly. I'd gladly, I'd gladly play seventy dollars for like God of War two or last, like Last of Us <laughs> Part three or something. If there was something like that, you know what I mean? I wouldn't. These kind of games, you're you're setting your you're you're setting your studio up to fail here because that game's gonna bomb. I think I don't I don't see people because the PS5 is five hundred dollars and then Miles Morales comes out and Demon Souls. People are gonna have to pick and choose. They're they're they're, they're, they're not picking Destruction All Stars. I'm sorry, they're not. That game's gonna get buried almost yeah. immediately. People and even people even picking Godfall it's... over it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I I'd buy Godfall. I mean, I was already gonna buy God. Anyways, but I'd still buy Godfall over it in a heartbeat. Exactly. Because Godfall actually looks like it has, yeah, you know, some length to it other than a multiplayer game for seven. Also, who pays seventy dollars for exclusively multiplayer games anymore? Exactly. Like maybe outside Call of Duty, who yeah. spends that much for player games? Yeah, I mean, in today's in today's age with microtransactions and services and all that. Yeah. This game is not worth two hundred dollars. That's probably gonna add up to. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, that kind of reminds me of a point I was gonna make earlier. Yeah, I think the reason, not part of, like part of the reason they've marked it up to seventy dollars is that they would rather, you know, if it's really about getting the money back, they'd rather just price up market, mark up the sale price. Yeah, rather than put microtransactions in their games more to like make back the cost that way because. You know, like even if the microtransactions aren't that you know invasive, bad people are still going to complain about it. Of course, it's oh. you know it's the devil, whatever. Like I mean, I I'm I'm not a huge fan of microtransactions either, but it's like there's some cases, like there's some people who like immediately see the word microtransaction and go like, no, nah, okay, this game's immediately, but you know, like they have off of it. Yeah, which, yeah, me. Uh, I hate microtransactions. Yeah, but it's like not all of them um, have to be invasive and offensive in the way that, you know, Star Wars Battlefront 2 at launch was, or, you know, yeah, no, I'm sure there was a game that had no. microtransactions. Right. Yeah. It's just a bad look. It's just a bad look to be $70 full price and then have microtransactions. Like, if it's a free to play <laughs> game, I can understand that's different, but yeah. a full no, price I, game? I kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I like I think I'd rather watch Ernest Scared Stupid again than pay seventy dollars for a super, uh, PlayStation All Stars. Like, good lord, uh, yeah, I agree. Seventy dollars. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I got a bad feeling. I I really hope Sony doesn't. They're, they're leaving some of these games out to dry, and uh, this isn't. I, this game would have been better as thirty, forty dollars. I think people would have gave it more of a chance. I think this game is gonna bomb. It's gonna bomb. I I guess early prediction, but I'm expecting this to be on the PS Plus Probably. lineup I in about like a year time. Yeah, I guarantee like, you. Be, I guarantee you. Like, he'll be there. Um, what's sure. it Like it'll be there. Um, Detroit become him. <laughs> you raise you raise an interesting point though, right? Like, what are they gonna do for PlayStation Plus? Um, yeah. For like the first few months, for the first year. 
when they don't have many games on PS5. Are they just going to do PS4 games backwards compatibility? I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, they don't have any PS5. I mean, what do they do for the PS4? I'm wondering. I don't know. I want to say they do backwards compatibility for the PS4. What do you yeah, think? so did they... Just... I imagine, like, I don't remember entirely, but I imagine they probably just didn't give any games for that first year. Well, we got Resogun day one. That was my first game. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like... That game was just... a masterpiece. That, so, was, that was a plus what, game for free. Housemark's doing um, Returnal as well, right? So yeah. that's, that's also something we'll doubtful. Um, like, I'd say they would have just had games that had been, like, built for scratch, built from scratch to be PS Plus time. You know, like Resogun, like, um... I don't like think, I, I don't think they're going to put that much effort into... No, like, I don't think they would go so far as to make games specifically for PS Plus. No. Well, I mean, I'd say, like, as you said, they've got backwards compatibility, so they don't really have to worry about that as much. Yeah. You know? Like, for the, at least for the first year, they can go... Well, first year or two, they can go. Okay, well, we'll just give you more PS Five, PS Four titles, and then eventually, once we build up, start giving you actual PS Five. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I think we pretty much nailed this. We got to start moving on. So let's get into the Cyberpunk uh, 20, 2077 uh, controversy with the crunch. So basically, oh, yes. uh, Jason Schreier came out on Twitter and basically called them out for their crunch culture, and then. Uh, and the uh, CD Red's kind of been on like the defensive. So um, I'll let Dory kick. I'll let Dory kick this off because she, she got a lot to say about this. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching. I watched an IGN video about this. You know, the whole thing with with Cyber with. I've never been a big CD Projekt Red fan. You know, yeah. full, full cards on the table there. Not that I've not that I've necessarily had a reason to dislike them, but I just never got into The Witcher. Never got into any of their other games. Um, and I wasn't super hyped on um cyberpunk either um and one of the reasons was definitely crunch which i i don't support and i don't like its presence in the industry mm -hmm. um you know i i bought last of us part two and that's only because i dearly love that series and i felt conflicted about it as was um but the story is basically this that they had cd project red had said initially that they will not um they will not uh I can't remember the exact wording, but it's something like we will not pursue crunch or we, it's not that we won't do it, but that we will try to avoid it or something like that. It wasn't, sort of it, very, it wasn't mandatory. Uh, yeah. Said, right. Yeah. It was a very wishy washy corporate statement. Like we're going to try to avoid crunch at all costs. Yeah. Um, and so what, that, what's that Mitch? Oh, so I was just to keep up that good guy. See project right. Basically. Right. 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 right, right. Yeah, that, like yeah, yeah. To do it, but we're just gonna leave the door open in case we have to. In quotation marks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so now they're saying that because they're in the last six weeks or whatever, you know, and all their employees have spent years on it, that it's totally okay that they're now doing crunch and everybody's <laughs> fine with it, of course, and they're being well compensated as if as if being getting more money means the time that you're spending away from your family and from your, you know, and that that when it impacts your well-being is just cushioned by the fact that you have more money like at a certain point you know money just doesn't help you in terms of happiness or in terms of like providing your basic needs but anyway yeah. um so it's just a frustrating situation um you know i do understand about how the, the way the industry works and i understand that cd project red is probably in a different uh a difficult um place right now and that they probably i i feel like there's probably 
at least some interest in um in delaying the game but they just can't do that from a pr perspective so instead they're crunching hard um i get that i'd say they can't delay it from a business perspective also because like November 19 is really the last chance you can, you know, publish a game like this without, you know, going into December or something. And, you know, because, like, if they release it in December or something, they'd be losing out on day one sales because a lot of people would be going, oh, oh no. well, I could just wait till Christmas. Yeah, it's not coming out. If it gets delayed, it's not coming out in December. December, every, like you said, yeah. everybody already spent their money. Everybody's done, broke. Everybody's broke. I mean, yeah. They have shareholders as well to please. That's right. I, I imagine those guys would be annoyed like if they delete yeah. it again. Yeah. It's the same reason why, you know, Activision or whatever can't have a year without Call of Duty because their whole business model has, been, has revolved so heavily and is so dependent on that yearly release and that yearly, you know, huge uptick in sales because of Call of Duty. So if they, you know, it's not like Assassin's Creed where they can go without, a, you know, a game for a year. Like, Call of Duty is basically an annual staple, and if you lose out on that, they lose out big time on profits and whatnot. Yeah, right. and just to play Devil's Advocate a little bit, because I, I, I think that, like, maybe this is just me sort of giving them the benefit of the doubt when they don't deserve it, but... Um, mm. It seems at least from the outside that they've made some effort to avoid this because yeah. and I, I know that's like there's a, like I know uh, you know well intentions and everything are not that important but it seems as though they have made an effort because they delayed it multiple times and they they came out they did come out with that big PR thing saying oh we're going to try and avoid crunch which I get I know that was a big probably just a PR thing you know and they probably had different plans or whatever but you know I mean. Mm. I, I feel like we don't, from the outside, we maybe don't have all the information as to where, as to how hard they try to avoid this. But this is, but this is, here's, my, here's my concern though. Is this game too ambitious? Because as much as I love The Witcher, they're they're going all in on this game. And they're, they're, everything's detailed, like every dialogue, character, the city, everything. And it's like, is, 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 this, game, is this game even going to live up to the hype? I mean... Because CD Projekt Red is on the level of like Naughty Dog. If like if Last of Us disappoints, it's like a disaster, like PR wise. Well, I mean, if I mean, Cyberpunk is like a, it gets a below a ninety yeah. on Metacritic, it, that's a disaster for them. Like this game, this game is so hyped. That's the thing, like because I so I think someone last week brought up mentioned up the fact that you know like say oh yes if Cyberpunk gets like a ninety six and all that I'm like I didn't get a ninety six at all. Because there'll for sure be people who find issues with it or have disappointments. Like I, I am not expecting this to be a game at all. Like, like, like business. Like you know, in a business politics aside, I as a game, I'm sure that there will be holes in it. Like it's there's well, no way. I'm a little, I'm, that, a little like, I'm a, I'm a little concerned about the gameplay, the first person shooting and stuff. It doesn't really oh, look yeah, that. It doesn't yeah. look amazing. It looks okay. Not like Doom Eternal of like fluid. Well, I mean, how was how was the combat in Witcher Three? Like, was that amazing? Well, that's, that's no, that was the worst part of the game. 
That's a hand. I also, but yeah. it's also apples and oranges because that's third person uh, yeah, yeah. combat. Of course. But like, in terms of, like, gameplay feel, like in terms of gameplay feel, just like, you know, right. but, the, but the point is we give them a yeah. pass because the story and the writing is so good in the character. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, back, like, to my point that I was, I was making earlier as well, I, you know, like, that's, we're talking there about mandatory crunch. And the other thing you have to consider is that there's a whole culture in that studio um of crunch and like you know it's like even if it's not mandatory it's kind of an expectation yeah and that yeah. is a problem yeah the, the, like so that's not like that's what the, not what the news is about but that is something true that I'm, maybe needs more consideration i'm in the middle i guess <laughs> crunch crunch is just part of the industry it really is and it's just gonna happen yeah i don't like i, I like as long as it's not like mandatory I'm cool, but like it's like you feel like it's really demanding. And it's not part of your contract, and like all of a sudden yeah. they just drop this on you all of a sudden. The the thing is, right? Even if it even if it's not mandatory, you know, like there could be like a situation where somebody wants a a, a promotion, right? Yeah. Or they want they want to move up the ladder mm-hmm. in the company, and they can't like they can't do that if they're not willing to put in the extra hours like everyone else is, because then they're seen right. as you know not a team player. Mm-hmm. So like that sort of ideology and that culture that is where a large part of the problem lies yeah so even if it's not mandatory it can still be bad i i'm sort of on of the same opinion where there's always going to be crunch yeah and like there are, there's going to be situations where it's unavoidable right but it, it i think in our industry yeah it's a lot worse than it has to be oh yeah yeah i yeah i think um something i haven't heard a lot of people bring up is the fact that you know like irrelevant of the fact that um this game's been in development for yonks and ages seven you know, years yes yeah, seven years i'd say COVID would have at least affected some part of their development like as with every game yeah, so like, i don't want to necessarily i don't necessarily want to point the finger to say like oh you know covid is the reason why they're doing crunch no it's it been, it's been they've been working on it for too long now it's not crunch it's, uh, yeah, exactly. pandemic's, pandemic's a that's just a they, uh excuse the thing is, they've only really been working on it i believe since the witcher 3 came out because that the the reason they put out yeah. The reason they put out that initial launch trailer was because they needed to attract talent to the studio to work on The Witcher 3. Yeah. But they weren't ready to announce The Witcher 3 yet, so they couldn't put out a trailer for that. Well, I mean, so they haven't they weren't actually working on it like full scale at that point. Yeah, but that was until... that, that was five years ago though. So Yeah, I know no, that was five, five years. Or are we talking about the trailer of Witcher 3? The, the trailer was twenty thirteen, but the um oh, yeah. the Witcher 3 when I believe they started around then they started working on this properly. It was about five years ago, but five years ago feels yeah. five years ago feels pretty standard for a triple A game of that scale at this point. Because I mean, God of War yeah. with five years. So. No, it, it is the standard. It's just, I mean, they started probably working this game on tw- probably because Witcher came out in twenty fifteen. So it probably, they probably started working this game in twenty fourteen, like a little bit. They probably started planning yeah. things out and stuff. But uh, I, something I find really frustrating about this, and when I watch the IGN video, there are yeah. a lot of comments depending, defending, just straight up defending. Like, there's no new, there's not a lot of nuance defending CD Projekt Red. Like, people oh, are like, "Oh my god!" Like, IGN is surprised that overtime is a thing. Like, it's not about overtime. Like, this is seriously like yeah. taking mm-hmm. away 
huge amounts of people's time from their life so they can work on a video game like yeah, yeah video games are important but they're not more important than people's lives their health uh their yeah. family like yeah. overtime is one thing but like crunch is another like the way crunch works is it should not be seen as synonymous with overtime yeah my issue is overtime. as long as they're told beforehand i'm i'm fine with it but if they just drop it on you randomly oh by the way you got to stay here more yeah, like I'm not. That's well, that's like, pretty shitty. Then, it's like, yeah, like over times, like you know, like a, a few hours usually, not like an entire workday extra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like crunch, crunch goes on for years sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, it varies. Isn't like even just the act of you know working, you know, endlessly on a video game. It's also you know just like the mindset that has to go into that, like the mental exhaustion that right. would go into. Like, they would, I mean, like, we've seen cases, like, with games like Anthem and whatnot, like, Crunch can literally break people. Of course. Like, I don't think, like, I, I hope to God, at least, that, um, you know, um, like, this game's crunch cycle won't be as terrible as Anthem. Yeah. But it's like, there's been cases in prison in the industry that it has, you know, literally not, I, I, it's, people mentally yeah, yeah as well i mean yeah to dory's point as well like it it doesn't help that city project is seen as this sort of crown jewel of the industry who can do no wrong exactly and yeah. like people will defend them even when they yeah. do stuff like this it's true because that i mean that that gives that must give the studio this the impression that they can get away with this sort of stuff it, it, it's a tricky situation because who are the who are the three biggest like well-respected developers in, in the in the industry right now? Rockstar, Naughty Dog, and CD Projekt Red. And you know, what 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 all three of them have in common? They had a crunch controversy before the games yeah, came yeah. out. And what happened? All those games came out. And what happened? They were game of the years. I think everybody's right in a way. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things. It's like there's no good answer. And that's yeah. the thing. Like yeah. it would be so much easier if. We, if that wall wasn't there and we could see for ourselves yeah because then it would be if we could see for ourselves it wouldn't happen as much because we could, there would because yeah. all eyes would be on the studios you know we would be able to see what's happening over there and they yeah. wouldn't do bad shit like this of course but uh but at the end of the day though uh th th these companies are not your best friend don't fall for the pr that they're all they're all, they love everybody they're great or they treat everybody the great you know like CD Projekt Red loves to pull the whole "I'm um, I'm everybody's best friend, I'm the great best company around." They're just as like yeah. anyone else. They're, they're, they want to make money, and that's the end of the, end of the day. Nintendo, that's Microsoft, Sony—they're all the same. Treat them like the treat thing. them I, objectively. I Go ahead. Yeah, like I think. Bef sorry, before this whole controversy came out, I think everyone was like very much riding that good guy CD Projekt Red train. Exactly. Like, everyone was like. You know, definitely had that mindset of like, oh, they're like, you know, they're like one of the best, um, you know, triple H studios out there. And exactly. They can turn and then it's like, this comes out, and it's like that facade is starting to break. Like, I mean, like, I'm not throwing doubt or shade on, you know, the quality of the game they can make, but it's like, right. They're, I think like the, I think the worst thing for CD Projekt Red is that, you know, even though they sort of gave themselves an out in their initial statement. I think the fact that they, uh, let's just put it this way, like in this industry, even if you say we try not to pursue crunch, people are still going to take that as, okay, they're not going to do it. Like they're going to take 
Oh yeah. And then obviously when they go back on that statement, that's and make it mandatory mm-hmm. for six days a week. That's where a lot of the problems come. Of course, and that's the thing, like, sort of caught out on your thing, yeah. I don't yeah. like you've got. I don't think it's as black and white as like no the 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 PR that they put out or just don't believe that PR or anything like that. I think like you know the PR is to like they they want that image of you know being everyone's favorite development studio, and then on the other side like yeah they are like I think they are genuinely trying to please their audience, but at the same yeah. time they also have shareholders that they need to please. And that's why stuff yeah. like crunch, unnecessary exactly. crunch like that happens, you know? Yeah, treat them like so, companies. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Don't treat them like, like you know, like they're, they're your best friend and they have your interest at heart. At the end of the day, they're a company. You know, just, it's just that simple. The dollar is the bottom line and it always will be. And, just, and I know that sounds negative, but it, it's just the reality of it, you know? And I'm not saying they're not, they're good with their fans and everything. I think they're great with their fans. They've done a lot of good things. I mean, a lot recently it's been kind of shitty, but and that, but that's the but thing. That's my point as well. It's like there's more than just a few people at that company. There's a lot of like it's majorly made up of developers who care about the product and want to make a great piece of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just you have things like shareholders, of course, and and higher ups that need that have all these these sort of boxes they need to check. Exactly, and these people they need to keep happy. So this is, I mean. This is why you don't fanboy for companies and you don't fanboy for games and like I know I know there's people that blindly defend Rockstar and there's people that de- blindly defend Naughty Dog and there's people that blindly defend CD Projekt Red. You got to be objective. Mm-hmm. There's more. Okay, I got to start wrapping this up. But basically, it's a multi-layered issue. There's no perfect answer. There's, you know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. I think people kind of make it so simple, like oh, Crunch is automatically just awful and we have to get rid of it. And I don't. Th- I just don't think that's realistic in the industry. But at the same time, you you should you gotta treat your employees a lot better, and you gotta make sure it's make sure on the contract that it it's it's optional and not like mandatory. And if it is mandatory, well compensate them. I mean that's just as simple as I can make it. But like I said, there's no really no perfect answer to this. So, all right. So we gotta start moving on because we're heading into an hour now. So. That was a good 20 minute discussion about that one. I knew that one was going to be the longest one. Um, so the PS5 features possibly have leaked in, in a web code. So I'm going to read the, I'm going to read them all out. Uh, so apparently it has a boost mode. Uh, there's a, there's a, apparently this says PS5 boost mode enabled. So, so apparently there could be a boost mode. Um, the performance angle. we don't we don't know yet it's just that's just what it was leaked yeah and then it says uh force vibration or adaptive triggers we knew that uh it says console sharing if the console sharing and offline play setting is enabled for your ps5 players aged 18 and up who aren't ps now subscribers will, will be able to play ps now games from the short from the game shortcut icon displayed on the ps5 home screen as well as in the ps now app so that's how you share. Um, and then this is in quotes, message and voice chat with friends across PS4, PS5, and the PlayStation app. So you can talk to your friends on PS4. Um, I imagine that would be the case because they've got, they've got like a, they do have a party app on the PlayStation 3. 
mm-hmm. but you just can't use it while you're playing games. And you can, I, as far as I'm aware, you can use that to chat with people on PS4. And yeah. it's the same goes with the PS Vita as well. You, that has a party that you can chat across with. So there really is no reason you you can't because both of them are same architecture, and you know what I mean it's not really yeah. Um, so uh, PlayStation Plus cloud saves can be transferred manually to PS Now and vice versa using the save data management functionality on the PS5. Um, okay, this one is just, a, just says wish list, so I guess you can have a wish list like Steam. What games you oh, want? Finally, uh, finally, I've been waiting. Yeah, <laughs> you can have parties up to hundred people now. If you couldn't, bef- if you couldn't before, but I don't know. Why? <laughs> Who's gonna use that? Probably like streamers or something. Jeff Keeley. <laughs> uh, you can share. You can share video clips, albums, artists, playlists, and tracks. Uh, you can initiate something called a takedown, but it doesn't clarify what that means. Um, you can change your party names and images. And then the PS Store now, the PS, the games on the PS Store will show what, um, let me uh, reword that. PS Store will show what games are on PS Plus, PS Now, and the PS Plus collection. So it will clarify that if that game is on, like, the game can be on the store and it will say where, where it's currently located, if it's on sale or whatever, or if it's on PS Now, so you don't have to oh, buy it. That's pretty cool. So that's pretty much it. Uh, so we'll probably get more answers on Sunday because YouTube gaming a week in Japan, they're, they're giving the PS5 to Japanese YouTube creators and it says on, uh, October 4th, uh, at 6 PM Japanese time, which is 5 AM here. Um, those apparently they're going to, they're going to be able to upload their, um, what they've done on PS5 on their channels. So that might be our first, first time we've seen the UI and everything on the PS5. Have they shown the... Yeah, they've shown the UI for Series X because they sent that out. Yes, this week, yeah. Everybody, yep. So, we'll probably... Next week, we'll probably... uh, One of the top... One of the main topics is going to be all about the PS5 and how it looks and everything because we're probably going to see the whole thing starting Sunday. I hope so. I hope so, but Mm -hmm. I don't... No excuse. I mean, we're like five weeks away or six weeks away. So, this is really late. I think, um, you know, this has really been sort of happening the past couple of years, but Sony is definitely banking on their, like, customer loyalty in terms of their marketing. Like, they don't have to put as strong emphasis to, like, you know, consistent quantity of marketing because they know that they've got the player base that'll just buy the games irrelevant of most of them. Which is concerning because that's very Sony 06. Yeah, like it can easily backfire on them. Yeah, I think Jim Ryan. Uh-huh. Jim Ryan's really got to learn to be more transparent, and I know he's a cutthroat businessman, and that's why they like him. But he he's had a reputation of being like that, and you 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 rub people the I wrong mean, way. At the end of the day, a cutthroat businessman is a cutthroat businessman, and I think the just the adjective cutthroat isn't exactly the most you know, calming in terms. Well, I mean, it's good for business, but at the same time, like making place, yeah. making like the all-star, like, making that like destruction all-star game $70 is a good example of like, you know what I mean, like, of being like out of touch too. Cause you know, like I said, Xbox is exactly. dominating all the good PR right now and everything Sony's done in the last two months has been pretty negative outside the console reveal. So, uh, they gotta yeah. clean that up. Cause there's times when PlayStation, they, you get no news for like months. 
like absolutely nothing and they don't even give you like an update like oh we're gonna do this you know what i mean they just but, just silence but then, but then again as to my point earlier it's like they can go you know months without anything like without a peep and then they'd upload you know like oh yeah it doesn't matter yeah and the internet would explode oh of course you know, like, they know just, they know yeah but you can't rely on yeah. that is all i'm saying you gotta be a little more yeah. better with your pr all right so so two more topics um this one is about spider-man so miles morales you can transfer from ps4 to ps5 you're safe so um but you still can't trade you can't you still can't transfer your spidey ps4 to the spidey ps5 version of ps4 that makes sense yeah so yeah you, uh but the big story really was the um spider-man ps4 remaster they they finally re like revealed like what it looked like the gameplay and like i mean they showed a uh, a cutscene with a new face of peter parker which uh he's got a new face which caused oh a lot of which causes like tom holland looks like he just yeah. got out of high school which caused a civil war in the comments because everybody's like boycotting and flipping out <laughs> i get it civil war i get yeah, it yeah so that's where we're heading um yeah per, 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 i'll start I with mean, this I'm one. Ready to fight about it i'll start with this one i think people are being very whiny about this one like i can understand not yeah. liking it that's fine but people are, like boycotting and saying not my spider-man and like hoping the game <laughs> yeah. hoping the game bombs and like some people are like i'm like, not buying the rematch they're disowning like, okay the, but, like yeah they're like they want to just they're disowning insomniac now like insomniac's like a greedy bastard they want yeah. you want to talk about cutthroat talk about gamers all oh, right? game, gamers are very like, <laughs> look i'm opinionated but gamers are a whiny bunch there's a difference between not liking something and then like going out of your way in every comment section of a post and and sp spamming like posts of like of whining anyway like like last I mean, of like, us yeah like it's not that bad it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's a jarring change at first nobody saw it coming it just sort of came yeah, out of nowhere true but it'll grow on you it'll grow on everything like you'll get used to it and like yeah yeah i don't i don't like it i don't think it looks that great but i like whatever i'll get used to it like like james is saying like i'm still not a fan of it um i still don't care for it but um you know it's it's if they are so sure that this is going to help the game that i mean i entrust insomniac with their own games they are generally one of the good like uh game companies out there yeah um they're kind of in this weird industry position where they're kind of like the rush of video games like yeah. everybody knows who they are but they're still kind of kind of unknown or kind of considered indie yeah. in some circles at least it's still like a weird place to be in but it's um they generally do right by their games yeah um and so yeah. it's it's yeah. tough for me to criticize just, them too harshly because i do trust them just to uh be clear why they made the change uh they said in order to bring the best performances to players with our next generation marvel spider-man games we have we have recast the face of Peter Parker. We loved working with John Bubniak on the original game. However, to get a better match to Peter Parker, Spider-Man actor Yuri Lorenthal's facial capture, we have cast Ben Jordan to be the face model for Peter Parker on the PS5 console. He looks incredible in game and Yuri's moving performances take on a new life. But the thing is like, he doesn't even look like Yuri at all. So it kind of looks. The, like, yeah, the, the thing is, though, it's the facial. It is. I get like, that, but it's just. Which I get. Well, yeah. I get that. Like, I get that. 
explanation somewhat. That's fine. But what I don't get is that, like, because they say, like, oh, it's better capture, you know, Yuri's facial movement. But you look in the trailer, and you just, like, you look at the two side by side, and the PS4 model is a hundred times more expressive. Mm. And it's like, like I get oh. the fact that they're still working on it and, and all I... that, but it's like, it's less than two months. Like, it's basically a month out, and I, so I doubt they can change a lot. Well, the thing mm-hmm. is, it's, it's growing on me already, but, like, the... Th- the, the, there's one comparison out there, this one comparison image um, that really sold me on it with, with a lot of really good lighting. Yeah. Where like the yeah. lighting is so much more dynamic on the new face. Yeah. And it just looks agree. so much more that, That's the thing, it looks though. It much more believable. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It looks better. The PS5 version looks better in images, but like when. But it, Mitch is right. And that cutscene that they showed, he wasn't really expressive. Like he, he was. Uh, like the PS4 version did look better in terms of the expressions, for sure. Um, I don't know if it's just an early build or I don't know if that's the final version. I would think it's the final version, but I need to see more. I can't really say until. Well, actually, uh, James Stevenson, the community director over at Insomniac, he he said on Twitter uh, that uh, the in the in regards to the ray tracing, I imagine it's probably a similar story with the face, but with the ray tracing, he said that uh, they were like quite an older. They were yeah, all just set of photos, and it looks a lot better now mm-hmm. um, than even those photos. But, so I don't know, but like, why not show my, that? Huh? If it's that we're so close to the lawn, why didn't you yeah, show that? I've got no idea. But um, yeah, I mean, my my main criticism is that like he, you know, spy this Spider Man, he's supposed to be seven years on the job, but you know, this new face, he just looks like he got out of daycare. You know, yeah. like, it doesn't look like he's been seven years on the job. Right. So yeah, that, that's my only criticism, though. I agree. That's my, that's it does, my I, um, I can. I know why they made the change, right? Because it's they're going forward if they want to push this as a franchise, because they are definitely working on Spider-Man Two, and he probably appears in Miles Morales. If they right. like, you know, if they're pushing forward and they want to use this in the future, that face that they had before, you're not going to make that look as as good. You're, you're not going to make that look like a PS5 face. You know. Yeah, right. No. I mean, go ahead, Mitch. um, Sorry, I was going to say, I don't have a problem with, you know, how old he looks. Like, I can buy him more as a 23-year-old than, uh, you know, the previous model. But I think, and a few people have um, sort of mentioned on Twitter, but it's like, if you compare him to, like, the rest of the car, like, you know, like, what, 15-year-old Miles looks just as old, if not old. And then you've got... MJ and you've got Black Pat and you've got all these other characters that are you know around Peter's age and they look older than him. I think Mitch, I think you look older than him. You're 17. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that says something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like, the trouble I mean, too is that it, it's so hard to figure out like who looks how old at what age. Like, of course, yeah. I still get people telling me like I'm in my lower 20s or, or even me too, even younger. I get carded. I still get and, carded. Like, I'm 29 though. at this point. Yeah, I'm 27. Yeah. I always so. get carded, so I can't really judge. Yeah. So it's just age and faces. It's just such a difficult thing. I I agree that he looks barely. If if not the same age as Miles at this point, I I liked his design before. I thought it was great. I thought it was a interesting mashup of different different characters or actors or whatever. I thought that mashup idea was better yeah. than just making him vaguely look like Tom Holland. That just I don't know. 
It just frustrates me. Because not everything other... has to look vaguely like the MCU. That's my other thing. Is like it, at, at first, I did think he looked quite a lot like Tom Holland, and I don't like Tom Holland, so that annoyed me quite a bit. <laughs> What's wrong with Tom Holland? Okay. What's wrong with Tom Holland? Yeah, uh, Deb. In regards to uh, getting carded, uh, you know, I'm 21 and I don't get carded, so just grow a beard. You look older than me. It, oh, I can't. That's because I can't. You know? Oh, you can't. Okay. Well, that's I mean, I can, but it's it doesn't look right on me. So. Okay. I'm like a baby. Um, with... Well, we can't all be blessed. Um, I was I found a fun story. I actually woke up and the first thing, like, I opened, I woke up after work, and I saw the new model, and I just thought it was like you know, like a joke, teeth fake or something. So for like half an hour, like I put the phone down, for like half an hour, I'm like, okay, you know, someone put out a meme or whatever, teeth faking Tom Holland onto the new photo. And I opened up um, Twitter again, and I found out that it was real, and I'm like. Oh, <laughs> like I mean, I'm I'm more you know lenient on it now, but I think you know especially like first impressions were not good. No, like, yeah. that like yeah, like I mean it was jarring for sure, and that's probably why and such you know why a lot of people had like you know kick back to it. Yeah. But, um. Like yeah, I think it's a mixture of it being jarring, looking like the MCU, which I think. You know, not everything has to be like the MCU. That's why I appreciate Marvel's Avengers so much because it's not like the MCU in a lot of ways. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I like, think it's. I think, uh. I, like, even the, uh, the new actor doesn't look like Tom Holland as much. The, it's the character that looks more like Tom Holland than the actual actor, which is kind of strange. But, um, yeah. yeah, but I think every, I think I everything, it, I did find it very funny when, when Yuri, um, tweeted out kind of a joke apology. He's like, I'm sorry. It's my bones. I can't help it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, I think the best tweet from Yuri was when, when he, um, tweeted out something like, I hope you guys are just as passionate about the upcoming election than you are about, um, some video game. Face. Amen. Amen. Like, yeah. But, um, I, but I do think I do think the new character looks better in every way except for the yeah. ex the expressions. That's my only my only problem with it. Yeah, graphically he looks incredible, but I think in terms of animations, he's yeah. he looks like a, like he looks like he could be like you know a really damn good PS3 model in terms of facial animations. Right, and like I can imagine I can imagine not liking the change because everyone like it's sort of human yeah. nature to be resistant to change like that, but like. I don't get mad about it. Why? I don't understand getting so <laughs> pissed off about something so small. I mean, the people, still there, right? Some people have been, you know, sort of white knighting it for um, the actor John Babniak because, you know, apparently some of his replies to posts or whatever after the reveal kind of definitely gave off the vibe that he had no idea and that he wasn't, you know, too pleased with himself. But it's like, you know, he was still get in the most professional way you could. So you have, you know, this band of, you have this community that's, you know, some are just outright hating it because it's different and, you know, they're being stupid about it. And then you have people, you know, sort of crusading for John Bubnack to, you yeah. know, get his back, I guess. Even yeah, yeah. Though, which, I mean, is fair. Like, I totally get being behind an act. Like, there's, there's times where it's like, I can tell you don't really, you know, you're not that passionate. You don't, 
really have it for like above me not as much disguising it to go against insomnia but, yeah. but the thing is like it's not it, it's i don't i'm pretty sure this guy's not on a salary right like it's a I'm pretty sure it's a one-time gig because Yuri Lowenthal still does all the motion capture. They just use yeah, like uh, the model face. You know? they, just, they have him in one time do the scan, and then you know, here's your paycheck. You're on your way. So you know, I mean, it's not like the other guy. The only thing the uh, the the other guy is losing out on really is being the face of the the future games. That's the thing. It's like I think it's so the big reason why it's so jarring is that you have. You know, this monumentally huge first installment in the series, only to like change the facial. Like, it's like if um, in between Doctor Who seasons, they just changed the actors, yet didn't have a regeneration story or anything. They just right. up a new series. Like, yep. It's like, Wait, it's sorry, still. What you're saying is they should add a scene in the start of the new Spider-Man movie <laughs> where he walks into a wardrobe <laughs> and comes out as the, as the new face. Yeah. Yeah, basically. There's a bunch of yellow lighting. <laughs> Alright, yeah. so that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, so this is the first night of spoopy season. So you guys all have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> so, take care, guys. Peace. Peace. What's up, PlayStation fans? Thank you for watching the PS Premiere Podcast. We upload every Saturday at 1.15pm Eastern Standard Time. If you like what you heard, click the like button and subscribe.